You're tuning in to the Behavior Chef Podcast, where nutrition meets behavior. Team Behavior Chef are experienced professionals in applied behavior analysis and nutrition coaching who strive to bring helpful conversations centered around healthful behaviors because you deserve your health. Now let's get to the episode. Here are your hosts, Clint Evans and Tony Chambers. Hey guys, it's Clint from Team Behavior Chef here. Um, I know if we're honest, we've been really kind of up and down with a lot of stuff over the last, I don't know, year and a half or so with our content and getting out everything for everybody. Um, we've had a lot of stuff going on in our life, just kind of back, back, back. So sorry for the delays. Um, but while we're kind of figuring out and restructuring everything, um, I got to go ahead from the team to just do an independent series to share my updates, to share vulnerability. Um, so this is going to be a really vulnerable project. <clears throat> I've never, I've never shared some of these things outside of my uh, family, outside of my friends network. And so, you know, I've always been vulnerable and honest with you guys as our listeners. And I've always considered you an extension of our family. And my goal in sharing all this is to connect with reality to you folks, to people out there that might be going through the same thing that I am, that I mean, even if you're not, we're all going through something. Every uh, Everything in the world changed after COVID um, for a lot of us. So this is my first episode of the little mini series that I'll be doing weekly. And um, forgive me if uh, it, I sound a little sullen or a little reclusive. It's, it's a really sensitive topic for me. So I guess I'll just get started. In 2019, I created Behavior Chef because I was... 375 pounds. I just gotten married not long before. Just got my BCBA license. I, I, I'm a practicing uh, behavior uh, therapist, or you know, those of us are known as uh, behavior analysts. But um, back then, I just I didn't see a lot of stuff for nutrition in our space, so I created something. And my wife and I, you know, combined lost almost 200 pounds together over that year. Everything was great, and. Um, you know, Behavior Chef kind of took off when Tony and I linked up. We started the podcast and our business and all these great things. We've helped dozens of people internationally just replace and reframe their relationship with wellness through our courses and our podcasts and our uh, our one-on-one coaching. It's been such a blessing to be a part of. Uh, but then comes like the, the comparison or the, the sense of comparison. Um, you know, when you are, let's say, the Behavior Chef, and then you struggle with behaviors related to nutrition, it can be, I don't know, the word that comes to mind is a bit shameful. Um, There's really no reason for it to be, but it it can feel that way. So in 2021, my wife and I were so blessed to have our first child, um, my son Jude, who's almost three now, that's crazy. Um, And when, uh, when Jude was born, I remember all of my friends saying that our, that our dads, you know, this was my first child, and a lot of dads were just like, dude, just wait. Just wait until you um, you have your kid for the first time, especially your son, you know, you're holding him in your hands and there's like, there's nothing else like it in the world. The feeling is just unreal. And I felt instant shame because 
When my son was born, I was so excited to hear the breath, see that he was okay. But that connection never came. And I thought something was wrong with me. Turns out I wasn't wrong. Over the next few months, it took about three and a half months to really connect with my son. Uh, and I just thought something was way off on me. And then one day I sent my wife out for, like, she'd been hustling with this kid. You know, I, those of you listening, um, some of you may have been first-time moms before. We all know some first-time mom. It's, it is ridiculous to watch firsthand a first-time mom because I've never seen anyone work so hard on so little sleep. And it's just amazing that whole process. But I am kind of digressing from my, my thing. So you know how beautiful that process was. Then you have the kid and you don't connect. And then three months go by and you realize your wife hasn't been really had much time on her own because you've been stuck in your own head. And so I, uh, I sent her you know, I booked her something for Mother's Day. It was a couple months out after Jude was born. And while she was gone, oh, it's important, I was watching him kind of alone for the first time. And man, I had just the most, I don't know how to explain it. I had an episode of some sort where I was just sort of intrusive thoughts were coming in. I was worried, you know, about hurting my own kid or am I connected to him or am I going to be a good, just all these things swirling in my mind. And my wife happened to notice some movement on our camera at home and said that I was just kind of not looking like myself. And so she asked me to go get some help. And over the next, I guess it was 2022, a good friend turned me on to a psychiatrist. I went and met with a psychiatrist. And at 32 years old, at 32 years old, this is where it's kind of hard to speak. I was diagnosed with bipolar two disorder with uh, rapid cycling another well no it's not the same thing anyway um that's basically what that means is i have highs and lows uh, my lows are much deeper than my highs i don't uh, the difference between bipolar one and two in a quick nutshell is bipolar one is usually characterized more on a manic side of things where people have you know delusions of grandeur kind of breaks with the reality um, those are possible it's not always those are what you see in movies in bipolar, when bipolar is depicted, it's typically some sort of manic bipolar one episode. So it's kind of the it's kind of the uh, uh, quid pro quo of what it is when you see something bipolar. But bipolar two, you know, I deflect with humor, so I came up with. Uh, I feel like bipolar two is like a good sequel, right? It's it's good, but it's not as good as the original. So I don't have. Um, delusions anything like that i i just get hypomania is what i get which means i can have insomnia for a few days i can have racing thoughts i can be uh irritable and so i finally you know i got in i got uh, medication and started and that was this whole th so man any of you who are struggling struggling isn't the right word uh, those of us that manage that cope that co-live with a mental uh, health condition, mood disorder, uh, personality disorder, when you start taking medications of those classes, <clears throat> excuse me, when you start taking medications of those classes, it it is wild what some of the side effects are. 
over the course of a few months trying to find the right combo of medication. I ended up in the ER once due to an adverse reaction. Insomnia took over. I it was just I was a different person. I finally found the the combo of things that works for me. And, uh, and I've been on that for a while now, but here's where like behavior chef in that inter- interacts or intersects, I should say. So I'm in the middle right now of getting a doctorate in clinical psychology. So that's one of the reasons why I've been away a little bit, but um, also I've been dealing with this diagnosis. Um, you know, you go your whole life knowing something's different. You know, I'm already neurodivergent as it is, but getting a diagnosis of something that is still a bit stigmatized um, in media or, you know, it's, it's still a trope to, you know, to use the term bipolar loosely here and like the weather's bipolar today or man, you're, you know, you're acting bipolar, you're up and down. That stuff that I've heard in my daily life, just people commenting forever. Now having an actual diagnosis, um, it's awesome to finally have, an understanding and some help of what's going on. And the good news is now I'm, I'm stable. Um, I don't have these major fluctuations near as much, and I have uh, much more knowledge of what's going on. The bad news uh, is what happens neurologically <clears throat> in the brain. So the brain um, is just this really, really cool organism that just learns. And essentially, you know, we've, we found this thing that we call neuroplasticity and some of these things they call neuromurons, uh, gosh, mirror neurons, and some of these neurological pieces where when we learn something, it, it's stored like a memory, and then it, it drives down a neural highway and gets to its destination based upon a contextual relationship. I'm getting really nerdy with it because I think it's the most fascinating thing. Basically, what we think and what we do and how we think and how we do kind of make up what, what we do. Um, <laughs> hopefully that was good enough explanation. So I, I started taking medications uh, about six months in. I met with my psychiatrist just for a check in. She goes, Hey, how you doing? I said, you know, I'm not really here. I'm not really there. I'm not up. I'm not down. I'm just kind of, eh. She said, Oh, you're stable. I said, Oh, this is what stability feels like. You know, this is boring. And she said, Well, yeah, you know, you're bipolar two with uh, ADHD. It's like a superpower when you get really interested in something. And uh, focused on it, you can complete it quickly. Now it's now it's time to learn how to learn. Um, and so that's kind of been my big hang up over the last year and a half is I've had to neurologically relearn how to find motivation, relearn how to access dopamine, re- relearn how to um, relearn. It's been a whole wild experience. And in that time, it's been a bit, I guess, shameful still feels like the word that attaches itself because of over those two years, um, I got my, uh, I got my internal things kind of figured out and started just having very consistent days, feeling much better. And then I lost all of my hair and I have now like a, a, a lower thyroid and a lower um, metabolism. So I've, uh, in the last two years, I've gained about 30 pounds back of what I had lost. And as the guy who, you know, one of the guys who helps people meet their goals, lose weight, work on their uh, uh, values, it's very shameful to sit and say, like, I've changed 
so much physically. Uh, now that, you know, and as we know, you know, we'll get back into these topics as we do the Behavior Chef podcast on the regular uh, when Tony and I get back together. But most, most of the stuff, like as we know, it's all about context. And so even though I'm heavier, I'm not, I'm not any more unhealthy at the moment. Uh, my labs and everything look great, but it's, you can't live on that forever. So I want to get back to the basics. And if you've, if you've climbed a mountain only to have to climb it again, man, it is talk about response effort. It's difficult to get yourself to do it. So I'm, I'm learning how to treat myself with grace. Um, I'm learning more about my values. I'm learning more that uh, about masking, uh, about masking my symptoms or masking my uh, uh, detriment when I, you know, when I need help and or it wasn't able to ask for it because of whatever block that I had given myself. I'm learning about those things. So I'm learning so many other things and I wanted to make this little project just to share with you. you know, if you're a person who struggles with diagnosis that you have, if you've just got a new diagnosis, if you are worried that you might need a diagnosis, if you're in, you know, this field of, of psychology, there's a lot of us in this field that are neurotypical or neurodivergent because we want to figure out what makes us tick. You know, we do it for ourselves too. And um, but I just, I just want this to encourage you that, you know, when we say that health, wellness, and nutrition is a journey, we mean it's a journey. As long as there is breath in your lungs, there's a journey to live. There is a life to explore and experience. And every journey has its detours. And for me right now, this has been a detour for going on two years, um, but I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready to be honest about it. I'm ready for my accountability to come back and I'm just ready to be vulnerable with you in the hopes like as we always do, I just wanna be helpful to you because um, you know, our tagline is eat pizza, take data. And um, we just feel like, you know, you deserve your health. Those are pretty much like four of the six taglines we've ever come up with. But um, I just I just want you to know that you're not alone, man. Uh, you can step out and be, yeah, I said it the other day, I'm not alone, but I feel lonely. And uh, that's, a, that's a hard feeling. It's like hearing, um, <laughs> I'm not mad. I'm disappointed, right? It's, it's things a little different, but if it's you too, if you're lonely, know that you're not alone in that life gets hard, life gets detours, but life is so vibrant and worth it. Um, and you know, if you take some of the science, some of the basics and the, the cornerstones of our science of behavioral psychology, and you think of some of the things that some of our founders have said, like, um, you know, Skinner's, I'm going to butcher it, but essentially there's no wrong answer, right? Only learning opportunities. There's, uh, uh, was it Pat Freiman? There's no such thing. Well, it's no such thing as a bad boy, which comes from Boys Town and Father Flanagan. Um, I just, there's no morality to all of this. There's only stigma. And the only way we get through the stigma is by talking about it. So I hope I can be an encouragement to you. I hope I can be of help to you. I hope that I can be someone that, you know, if you need that uh, that hand to hold, to stand up and get some help or to seek something for yourself, um, let my last two and a half years be part of your story. And I pray that it can help you in some way. Well, 
we'll be talking about this over the next few weeks. And, you know, as always, you can email us at thebehaviorchef uh, at gmail.com. You can get me directly at clint at behaviorchef.com. We're on all the socials um, at behaviorchef. And, um, yeah, if you have any questions or comments or, um, you know, need help finding resources or just want to to know some things, ask questions, shoot me a message. I'd be happy to, to talk uh, and see what we can do to help. Until next time, eat pizza, take data. Bye. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of Behavior Chef Podcast. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. We really appreciate it. And we'll catch you in the next episode of the Behavior Chef Podcast.